You're listening to the Cliff Temple Podcast, recorded at Cliff Temple Baptist Church in Oak Cliff in Dallas, Texas. We want to welcome you back to the Cliff Temple Podcast. I'm Gannon Sims. I'm here with Trevor Jameson. And and Trevor, what do we have on tap today? Well, this week we are back to covering the spiritual gifts and we're taking a look at the gift of discernment. Discernment. That's something we talk about uh, a lot and something that I think we all need training in because we don't live in a very discerning world. <laughs> we live in a world where we're just sort of, uh, it's kind of a knee-jerk, uh, quick response world. And, and, and discernment is really a testing, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting to me. I mean, we're about to get into this, but just all this stuff around discernment and knowing right from wrong. Um, but I mean, much less than that, culture doesn't have categories for discernment of spirits or whatever forces are at work, right? Paul says that our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Yeah, There's no category for that in our society today. There's really not, but we've got to be wise uh, in this. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, passages of scripture we want to at least touch on and and one of those is in first john 4 um I'll, I'll read bits of the chapter but beloved it says do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from god for many false prophets have gone out into the world uh, by this you know the spirit of god every spirit that confesses that jesus christ has come in the flesh is from god every spirit that does not confess jesus is not from god and so it's really discerning what is uh, from Christ, what is giving glory uh, to Jesus. And, and we know that through the way that we love because of the way Christ loves. So part of our testing and our, our discerning is knowing uh, that, that God's love, it says in, in 1 John 4, 9, God's love was revealed among us in this way that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him and this is love not that we love God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins there's this sacrificial love it's hard love and therefore discernment is a is a difficult task of testing and of truly um, taking the time out to listen to ask uh, to wait before we act to say, whoa, 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 is this from God? Is this the right thing? So looking at uh, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 through 11, um, I'll just kind of start at verse 7, then we'll jump down to 10 really quickly. It says, now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And so some are given, we're told, the message of wisdom, the Mm -hmm. message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, uh, faith and healing and then miraculous powers, Mm -hmm. and then we get prophecy, and then to another distinguishing between spirits. This is interesting to me, Gannett, because I think we can maybe uh, pull a number of people at the church, and you might get 10, 20 different answers on what this word spirits 
means. So how do we make sense of this? What what does this mean to distinguish between spirits? Yeah, well, we the the spirit that amplifies the scripture and our our interpretation of the the scripture, the spirit that. Uh, is part of the holy and undivided trinity, the Holy Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit. Um, sometimes we refer to the Holy Spirit and we we cut off the God part, but this is God uh, of, of which we speak here. And so it is that spirit that enables us to test the lowercase s spirits. Uh, some... Uh, are of God, some are in the spirit of God, some are in the spirit of Christ's uh, acts of sacrificial love. Some are uh, spirits of, of this age. What I hear you saying, though, is that spirits come in different forms. This week, we're looking at a testimony from Sherry Gunter, who I believe, and she believes, has the gift of discernment. And while she is maybe not in her testimony, as you're about to hear it, going to talk about maybe physical sight of spirits, she does seem to have this supernatural awareness of what is happening, what is going on in other people's lives, what is going on in her own life. She knows events are happening um, by divine intervention. This is all really fascinating um, because I wonder if it's suggesting too that part of this gift and its working and at least Sherry's life suggests that, as I suggested earlier, powers and principalities, these things that work, again, I feel like it's as if Sherry is built into the body of Christ to be able to stand there and say, there are powers at work right now against us or against me or against you. And she has that gift of the spirit being able to speak to us as a body to say, this is what's happening. It's going to be okay. Um, and to, I, I, I told her this after our interview. Um, I didn't say this necessarily on the podcast, but I said, Sherry, something interesting is happening. After I listened to Kenny's podcast after I finished editing it, and then I listened to what she was saying. And it's easy when you're making a podcast just to like go into it going to collect content right like I'm coming here to interview you and uh and so I'm here to say what I need to say you're gonna say what you're gonna need to say but every single time I've listened to the podcast or listened to someone else speak about their uh, spiritual gift there's both comfort Mm -hmm. is one thing that comes to me knowing that Kenny is here as an evangelist to encourage me and even last or earlier this week he was sitting right here at this table and I, I, I got to say, it was an encouragement to me when he looks at me and says, hey, I hope when you and a couple of guys go to a hockey game tonight, I hope that you're able to encourage someone somehow. Mm-hmm. That's what the evangelist does. It's an encouragement. And then what, and what Sherry did was be able to say, there's someone on your team who the Spirit is speaking to who just knows. Yep. And so when you're ever unsure, look to those people. Yeah. yeah, and and the thing is, is is that's how the body of Christ works. It works with all of these gifts, and then Trevor, I think it goes a step further than that because it unlocks in us the possibility that we can have those gifts too. It may not be to the level that another person has, and that's 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 no mind. But um, 
I think what we, we see here when, we, when we, we hear about discernment, when we hear about testing the spirits, I think if our first inclination is, oh, that I could never do that, or that's not for me, be careful. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right. but heed the words of Jesus who says, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, and the door will be open to you. So I, um, I just I would encourage you to listen to the testimony. You can't argue with testimony. And then perhaps that will provoke in all of us the ability to ask for it. Lord, give me a spirit of discernment. Give me a wisdom and revelation to really test, to really know, to really be salt and light and provide the same level of encouragement to someone else as uh, Kenny and Sherry are providing to us now. All right, hey there. This is Trevor, and I'm here with Sherry Gunter. We are uh, we are at the front desk of Cliff Temple because Sherry is faithful to serve us here. So if you hear children giggling or people walking by or maybe a phone call, uh, it's just how it is. So. Um, Sherry, would you mind just introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about who you are? So, uh, my name is Sherry Gunter. I have been a member here at Cliff Temple. I was born into this church. And then I, and at that time, my name was Sherry Hunter. So I'm Sherry Hunter Gunter. And that's given us some uh, laughter over the years. Many people that have lived in this church for many, many years know me that way. But then my husband and I, Irvin Gunter, we moved away to Georgia and uh, for 12, about 12 years. And then we came back with three children. So now I taught children in the public school arena for 34 years. And now I've been retired for two years and I volunteer here at Cliff Temple and some other places during the week. Well, I think that amount of time working with children already classifies you as a saint. So oh. <laughs> despite... <laughs> well, how... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> despite all the discussion we're about to have about spiritual gifts, I think we should start with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you and I recently had a conversation, a really nice conversation at the front desk. I brought up another church member who just had this incredible moment of encounter with an individual who showed up to one of our art nights and just had the sense that God was telling her to say something to this person. And uh, that really resonated with you. So I'm curious to hear, um, as we've talked, kind of how, what would you identify this as in your life and how have you seen it play out? In my life, personally, I think that resonates more as discernment, um, the spiritual gift of discernment, or maybe even the spiritual gift of intercessory prayer. And at first, I just thought it was part of my personality. As a teacher, I typically reach out to those kids that I know that are um, needy or that maybe just need a word of encouragement. And maybe there again, that's a word, that's another spiritual gift, encouragement. And so one of my stories that I have long years ago in Georgia, 
a young man that I knew his family was moving. Uh, we went to a much bigger church. It wouldn't necessarily qualify as a mega church, but the, the Sunday school that I was in was much, much bigger. And so I didn't know everybody personally that was in there, but I knew his family was moving and he was an eighth grader. And that's a tough time to move for kids. And so one day I was out on my break and I happened to be walking in the hall at the same time he was. And we were just there together in the hallway by ourselves. And I didn't, I don't know his name. I don't remember his name, nor did I may not have even known it at that time. But he and I were facing each other, coming towards each other. And I just happened to reach out and say to him, so-and-so, I hear your family's moving. I just want you to know that I'll be praying for you because I know this is a really tough time in your life. And then we, he said, thank you. And we moved on past each other. And I never, I, you know, I did pray because I typically, when I tell somebody I'm going to pray for them, I pray for them right then. Because one, I'm ditzy and I forget if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) And um, two, it it is very powerful to me. I take prayer very seriously. But my point is, I didn't really think about that incident later until the next morning when some of my own students came to me before school started and they were very uh, emotional, these two girls, and they had a handwritten note to one of them. I think the young man and she were, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, how they are in eighth grade, you know, Mm -hmm. just cute little boyfriend, girlfriend. And evidently that word of encouragement or that, that note, that, um, meaningful, just, just that, just that word to him allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to him in a way I didn't take it as the Holy Spirit speaking to me. I just, that's just what I do. I speak to kids. Mm. But the Holy Spirit spoke to him evidently in a very meaningful way. He was evidently thinking about ending his life and he chose not to. And so they said, Mrs. Gutter, Mrs. Gutter, this was all you. No, it wasn't. And I made sure they knew that it was not me, but the Holy Spirit was working through him in a very powerful way. As I've looked back on that incidence through my life, I think the Holy Spirit has used it in my life to say to me, "When keep encouraging people. Your words are powerful. Use them for good. Use them to speak to those that you may not even realize are in need. But in other ways, there are people that I can see who really are in need. And so in in that sense, maybe that's intercessory prayer. Whereas I know that if people ask me specifically for prayer, that's a gift I have that that's intercessory prayer. When you're praying specifically for someone for a specific outcome, you have power behind that. And God gives you that power. It may not always turn out the way you want, but you do have the power to affect a situation. And they wouldn't come to you and ask for something if they didn't feel that you had that spiritual gift. Hmm, that's interesting. So did you did you think of this as a spiritual gift at the time this was happening? Are you talking about the young man? Mm-hmm. No. I just thought, well, okay. 
I didn't think of it as my spiritual gift. I just thought of it as a wonderful way that the Holy Spirit worked within that situation to bring power and brightness to the world around us because it definitely affected him and it made an impact on those young women and I feel like they were so impacted that they went out and shared with their friends and as I said it's something that I remember all these years later my children were young at that time and now I have grown children with children of their own so it it definitely made an impact on me, but I don't know that I necessarily saw it as a spiritual gift at that moment. Tell me um, the process you've kind of come from from then on to maybe, because I think what I hear you saying is the Spirit's been working the whole time. It's maybe just you're the one who's kind of come to realize this is something specific and unique in your life that maybe not. Oh yes. The spirit definitely has worked in my life, all of my life, even since I was a young child. And that, that I see as a spiritual gift. Um, and that's the discernment part. When I was a young child, there were several incidents that happened to me where it was a deep, deep feeling within myself, not a voice. It was a feeling and you and I have talked about this too privately, um, and it relates around my uh, uh, sense of uh, protection, where I felt like the Holy Spirit was kind of grabbing me and saying, "Don't go in there," or "Do not approach that door," or, and I would, I just warned my mother, "Don't go in there. We're being robbed." How did I know that? I don't know. I do not know that. I just can only attribute to the Holy Spirit. And we were robbed, and it was around Christmas time. And so I, I really know that that was the Holy Spirit protecting me. And so the discernment came from me listening to that and my mother listening to me as a child. So, and there were several other incidents within my, there was one in my high school years uh, that's more related to me and my spouse. We weren't married at that time, but it had to do with him as a teenager and me as a teenager, but we didn't really know each other then, but it's, it's interesting how that played out. But there was another one as a child where I knew that our house, we were about to have a fire. I did not know. I woke up from a nap that I was taking and I went to my mother and I said, our house is about to catch on fire. And she said, that is absolutely ridiculous. We are fine. And I said, no, we are about to have a fire. Get out now. And she went and found my father. She again listened to me. And sure enough, my father was outside with the water hose in the garden and a neighbor was burning trash and something sparked and it was over into our yard. But because she told him he happened to have the garden hose and he went to the area that had caught fire and was able to put it out immediately. Oh wow! And so these are just areas where I know that there was nothing that that woke me up from that nap and told me to go tell my mother that our house was about to catch on fire. 
That, that, that to me is an area of spiritual discernment. But I, I don't know why. I don't know why I have that gift, except that God, that was a way that God was training me to listen. Listen to me. This is what my voice sounds like. Mm. And so as my husband and I were courting, that's an old fashioned word, but, you know, as we were <laughs> dating and falling in love and, you know, you're, you're so sweet and innocent during those time periods and you, you listen to all the stories and, and he knew that those things were part of my history. And so he knew that that's not his spiritual gift, but evidently that is my spiritual gift. And so it did not shock him when I turned to him one time when our children were little and I said, we cannot go tonight where we were planning to go. We have to make other plans. We must, we've got to turn around now. And he just didn't even bat an eyelash. He said, okay, do you want to tell me about that? And I said, yes, later. But he said, okay, we, we're we turning around now. And he came up with an alternate plan. And then I explained to him why. And it was because our children were going to be in danger with the babysitter that we had planned to leave them with. And these people had been vetted by our daycare center. They, they were supposedly fine people. But, and here again, I did not think another thing about it. Once he took care of the problem and we, we went on our merry way to our alternate activity, I never, I had just this deep sense of peace about it until the FBI showed up at my house and wondered why I didn't take them. And it's so funny. How do you explain to the FBI (laughs) that, oh, the Holy Spirit told me (laughs) that I wasn't supposed to take them? That's just something that's, it's just weird. (laughs) It just seems weird. It's a hard one. Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) But my husband didn't have a problem with it at all because I had learned to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit since I was a child. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It sounds like there's a common theme of protection going on here, which is, I think, maybe unsurprising. When I, when I thought of discernment, I typically would have thought of discerning the different types of spirits or what's going on in a situation, but that makes sense. It matches up with protection and even hearing your story about the kid who was contemplating suicide. So maybe um, that was discernment. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I just assumed it was me doing what I normally do, speak mm. to kids mm-hmm. in a school setting. But maybe, again, that was just me being in tune with the Holy Spirit. I want to I wanna transition just to kind of end this off. You've got a book here, and it's called Intercessory Prayer, right? Yes. So, tell me about this. Well, I've just recently started it. A friend of mine, Carrie Sims, um, asked me to kind of look at it and write down some questions. She thinks that that she and I have the same spiritual gift. And so she kind of wanted my take on this. And one of the things that struck me as scary <laughs> about intercessory prayer it says at the very beginning that you kind of have to practice it all the time 
or it doesn't make an impact on other people. And I'm thinking, ooh, that hits me in the gut. If I don't practice that, who am I letting down? Uh, You know, if I don't practice my daily exercises, I'm only, you know, letting down myself. My, my body is falling apart or it's not staying as healthy or as strong or fit as it should be. But if I'm not practicing my intercessory prayer and staying in tune, who else am I letting down? Because it's the intercessory prayer is, is taking prayer for someone else in their stead, in their place to God and praying on their behalf. And so that really struck home with me that that's not something that I can be lax, lackadaisical about. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what, is yeah, that, does that answer the question? Yeah, no, no, this is interesting. It, so it's like a new process for you of kind of discovering how this works in your life. And it, um, what you're saying is interesting to me because it's, I, I don't hear you saying necessarily like, God won't work if you don't pray. But I, but what I hear you more saying is kind of what the scriptures speak of is we're a body. And if one part of the body isn't functioning, the rest will feel it. And it's kind of interesting to hear that. Yes, it, play it, out it makes intercessory prayer. It makes me feel more responsible for my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And wow, that's, that's a, and it does, there are several scriptures in here at the very beginning about, um, about how we are to bear each other's burdens. Mm. And that's true. I do feel that as the body of Christ, we each have a different uh, function. And goodness knows, just like in a school setting, and I I refer back to that because that's where most of my uh, adult life was given, was to that school setting, Uh, My husband used to teach me that I could teach any subject except math because I would suck the math out of the children that they had initially come to me with. So, yeah, I can kind of look at that as spiritual gifts, too. We don't all have the same spiritual gifts. And I may have the gift of intercessory prayer or I may have the gift of um, discernment towards protection for myself or those who are close to me. But I certainly may not have the gift of prophecy or the gift of evangelism. Or And I'm learning as I grow older that these may look different ways mm. to, to different, and, and that they may present themselves in different ways. We each have gifts. We each have functions. It's not like some Superman cape you put on and wear around. It's it's just our everyday normal lives that we go about and God uses us if we will be available. 